0: Miami Dolphins Football, live on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
1: Sponsored by Amerisave, the official mortgage lender of the Miami Dolphins. Publix, to become a Publix member, visit
0: clubpublix.com. Seminole, Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate
2: entertainment destination. Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Dolphins Football, presented by the Palm Beaches. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. You got to get to Gunther Mazda here in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new Mazda SUV on 441, just north of I 595, or visit GuntherMazda.com for car buying done your way. You got to get to Gunther Mazda. We have Teddy Bridgewater spoke to the media after the game tonight. He came into the game late in that first half. Let's go ahead and hear from the Dolphins quarterback.
1: Tough loss tonight, man. Um, you know, um, it's tough uh, walking away from a game like tonight. Um, given the circumstances. Um, obviously, um, seeing Tua, um, hearing the news from Coach um, about Tua, his status, um, you know, we're looking forward to just uh, seeing him um, flying back home and um, using these next three days to um, just learn and grow uh, from these first four games. I know it's obviously a for Tua. sideline. You know, initially, man, um, it's it's complete silence. You know, um, because um, our, our first concern is tour. You know, um, at the end of the day, man. Um, you know, football. You know, it's it's a game. But you know, we're human beings. You know, outside of this game, and we all have feelings. So, um, in that moment, I think you saw. How everyone felt about Tua. Uh, he's, you know, the captain on his team, and a leader, and um, guys have so much respect for him. So, you know, the, the silence, man, was, you know, just guys showing their concern. Um, and it was just great to see, you know, um, our doctors, team doctors, doing a great job of handling the situation, the trainers, everyone, and uh, just responding. Teddy,
3: how, how tough is it in the backup quarterback, seeing the, the starter go down like that? You have
4: to. Go through the emotions of seeing what's going on with him but get yourself ready
1: to come back and play. How do you go about that? You know, um, for me personally, man, it was it was a lot going through my mind, honestly. And it's um, just given that, um, you know, against the same team, um, I was carted off the field, you know. So it was a lot just going through my mind, but I knew that I had to just snap and um, try to lead this team to a victory. Um I know that so many guys were, you know, counting on not only myself, but us to just go out there and finish that game and try to get a win. And, you no, know, ultimately we came up short. What, what did you
2: see from Tua throughout the week? Because i not going to nine, eight, 10, four days. What did you guys see from Sunday to now as he kind of got ready for this game
1: plan? Um, honestly, he's been working with the trainers. So, um, you know, they've been doing whatever they've been doing. You know, it's been a short week. So, you know, we really just had to focus on the game plan and things like that. Um know whatever he's been doing with the trainers um that's between them because um you know it's a short week so guys were locked in on the game plan and and um just wanted to go out and execute at a high level uh i mean you know we traveled yesterday you know so we we're around each other for pretty much one day so i don't really know you know monday and yesterday and um you know, that's what the trainers, you know, they have a job. I have a job. They'll get ready to play on Thursday. So um, that's what it was. After you came in and kind of rallied the team to a point where you had a chance late, uh, the late interception, what happened there? Um, it was a hot situation. Um, I just tried to get the ball out to beat the defender. Um, didn't get what I wanted on it. Uh, tried to throw it right at Mike. Uh, just sailed a little bit, man, and... Uh, it was tough, uh, especially that it was Vaughn Bell too, uh, former teammate New Orleans. You know, he'll talk some some stuff, but um, no, it was just tough, man. You know, we were fighting, battling to the end, trying to come away with a victory. Guys are sacrificing so much in that situation, and we came up short. But um, it's a learning situation um, for me, for the team. You know, there's so many, you know, things throughout the night that happened throughout the game that we'll be able to learn from moving forward.
0: What was
4: your reaction
1: like to the to back uh, Um it, it was a, a good feeling. Um you know you, you can see you know guys spirit lifted. And um that was some great news um especially after the results of the game. Um like I say yeah, it was just some great news, man. How hard is it
2: to play a game after something like
1: that happens? Um you know it is. It can be tough. You know, and you know this game alone is tough. And the things that occur throughout the course of the game that happens, you know, um, especially something like that tonight, it it can either put you on eggshells, or you know, you could just be mentally uh, stable and be able to just hey, I just got a job to do, and um, that was my mindset tonight. Like I said at first, it's like man, you know, but I knew that there were a ton of men on that sideline who were depending on me, uh, to go out there and compete. So, um, yeah. You talked about that game in December
3: at Denver. Yeah. That struck you right away, you kind
0: of
4: irony
1: there. It was you not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, it definitely did. Um, and that's why, um, you know, I kind of stayed back a little bit and just really tried to, um, try not to go back to December. Um, and just really lock in on you know, what was in front of me.
3: When that happens, when you're being carted off, are your, as a quarterback, are your thoughts with you and yourself and what's going on with you, or are you thinking about the team and what's going on happening with you?
1: When you're being carted off? Oh, I can't answer that because I didn't remember anything until, like, I woke up at the hospital. Yeah.
0: You uh, woke up until the
1: hospital? They said I woke up in the back of the truck, but I didn't remember nothing until... I got in a cat scan, all right. How, I was, I mean, how,
0: how scary
1: is it that? It's very scary. Um, and, um, you know, you hear people say, oh, injury's a part of the game. That's a part of the game. Um, that's the part of the game that sucks. You know, you know it, it's fun to compete. It's fun to score touchdowns and make plays but that's that it's that one side of the game that, that that really sucks and it's unfortunate though and um for me and you know, I, I just think about my son and um one day he's going to be old enough to use google he's going to google his dad and and he might see all oh, his dad getting carted off on the field or you know his dad had a concussion so you know, um <clears throat> All those things play in your head, you know, and you really don't think about that until you have children but I guess but um yeah, it's, it's just tough man. Did
3: you look up and watch the replay of the of going
1: down? No, nah, I didn't man and um and I saw him down there and I I just started throwing the football with Mike uh Iseki and um was just processing everything. Because I knew like I said at the end of the day, no matter what I had to go out there and compete. No matter what was going through my mind, no matter how I was feeling, um, I just had to go out there and compete. And um it was it was good just being back out there. What do you think of it the itself
2: the
1: way you now? Um, I'll have to watch it on 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 the tape. Um, I think I might have been looking down the field and um I didn't really see it. But um you know, I watch it on tape and Really, I don't want to watch it on tape, but um, hopefully we can fast forward or cut it out of the system.
2: We'll come back on the other side of the break here and react to quarterback Teddy Bridgewater at the podium there post game, Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new Mazda SUV on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches
0: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.
2: Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday treat, and BOGO notifications. Join VisitClubPublics.com. Terms and conditions apply. So, uh, press conference can area, but our producers have a new name for you, Big Seth. Press God. I guess, is what we're calling you these days. Which one do you prefer? Uh... uh <laughs>
4: I mean, it's nice to hear, but it feels a little uncomfortable. So we'll stick with consigliere, but thank you for that. Uh, I mean, look, it was um – you know, you could tell that Teddy was struggling with it, and certainly because he had his own experience with it. And I thought it was interesting to say that, you know, most much like Coach McDaniel said, that he had a job to do, a responsibility to lead this team, and so he had to get his mind right for that. But he also didn't want to go back to that place in Denver. Yeah. He didn't want to go back to, to his own experiences there. So I thought that that was interesting. Uh I think that Teddy probably spoke for everyone when he said, "Our first concern is for Tua. We're human beings outside of this game," and uh, you know that 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 really stood out to me. But ultimately, as he said, he had to try and find a way to lead the team to victory. So, uh, you know, the rest of it was they were really pressing him to, to maybe get some context in, in a space where they couldn't ask Tua, they being the media, they couldn't ask Tua how he was feeling. So Teddy had an experience with that. He was a quarterback who got knocked out of a game. So I don't fault the media for asking those questions. But, you know, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time here on doing that. And, and as he said, he really didn't even remember the play. You know, that 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 was, uh, you know, you 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 understand why concussions are so scary, and we certainly know a lot more about them now than we did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But, you know, when he says, hey, I don't even remember what happened until I woke up in the hospital. Oh, you didn't wake up until you got to the hospital? They said I woke up in the back of the ambulance, but I don't remember anything until I got to the hospital. So that shows you what was going on there. I think it gave them some insight that they were looking for. But, uh, again... Teddy had to get himself ready to play. That's the reality of this game. Uh, doesn't make it any easier, but they're not going to stop the game. The clock's going to continue to run. There was still, you know, you know two plus uh, two halves, uh, or excuse me, two quarters of football plus to be played. And uh, the head coach had a responsibility to lead the team. Teddy had a responsibility to lead, lead the offense, and and he tried to get himself prepared for that. And that's what I took away from
2: it. Yeah, it was certainly something that they all struggled with, as you mentioned. I mean, a lot of the the beat reporters and guys that cover the team are are you know sending out some quotes from some of the guys they talked to after the game, Marcel. Louis Jock from ESPN said that Tyreek Hill said at certain points in the second half Dolphins players were asking for updates on Tua and said multiple times that their primary focus was on Tua's health. And then Cameron Wolf, NFL Network said Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle was emotional in the locker room about Tua Tungavailoa's injury. He says he was wrestling with a lot, seeing his brother on the field hurt. So I mean, obviously a big impact on these guys and tough to bounce back after a situation like that. And I think, you know, some of the, some of the shots we saw on network and things like that, that just showed him on the field. That's it. Those types of, of, you know, visuals, I think, is what makes it the hardest part, Juice. I mean, that's – at least to me it was.
3: Yeah, it, it's, it's tough, man. I mean, honestly, man, these are your brothers. It's family out there. It's family. 1,000% it's family, man. These guys, you know, people see three hours every day of a game. You know, that's what most people see. But you don't see the countless hours these guys put in together, you know, starting in February – you know, all through OTAs, you know, and training camp and, you know, the road trips. When you see your brother out there like that, man, that's a tough deal. That's a tough deal, man. And, yeah, they're they're professionals. They're supposed to be able to shake it off and get back out there and and, and perform and do their, you know, do their jobs. And they did their jobs, but it's hard to do your jobs at – do it 100%, or not necessarily 100%, but be focused on the the task at hand, which is already a tough-ass task. You know, and then you've got that on top of it, man. That's a that's a, that's a a tough deal. And, you know, you know the personal connection with Waddle and Tua, you know, from the Alabama days. Um, Teddy talking about and reflecting on the fact that when he, you know, he doesn't remember when he was knocked out, so he knows that feeling um. Then you, then you gotta sit there and you gotta play a football game it's a different football game if it's a 1 o'clock when there's 10 other 1 o'clock games on this is a Thursday night game where everybody's watching man and I, my phone was blowing up like your phone was blowing up Seth like yours was blowing up Travis about this whole situation and for us we were shook we were shook in the green room watching it man so I mean these guys are professionals and um, you know Two is going to be – we're counting on two to be okay. I'm counting on to be fine. But these guys have to figure out a way to get back to work, unfortunately, and no matter what the circumstances, and do their jobs. And uh, that's what's going to be the, the thing moving forward. Like we said earlier, it's good that we have a few more days extra this week. Yeah. Uh, for guys, maybe even, I, I wouldn't be surprised if coaching say, "Don't I don't want to see you guys till Monday right. afternoon or something." Don't even, you know what I mean? Just don't just come get in away. and get checked out with get the medical staff. Away. Exactly. And then, Those yeah. guys that need to see medical, and you know, there's some guys that are going to have to do sick call. Of course, sick call. You know, sometimes sick call is just in and out. You know, just make sure you show your face real quick. But I wouldn't want to see these guys until Monday. You know, let them get away from the game for a little bit. Let them spend time with their families. Let them reflect on what's important about life, and then that can refocus them about what's going on in football.
4: Let me ask you this, Drew. So uh, once you get past today, and, you know, it sounds like he's going to be on the plane. They're going to be able to spend some time with him. Hopefully they've got someone who's going to drive him home. Hopefully someone's going to be able to watch him through the night, right, as all the things you're supposed to do uh, when you're in, in a concussion protocol. Once you get through the emotion of that, once you get to see him in the training room and you see him smiling and and all of those things, do you and you find out whatever the period of time is going to be? Are the players now? Do they need to shift their their thought process, their pro you know their approach to, to practice, preparing for the next game to. It's no different at this point if he had a high ankle sprain and was going to be out three weeks or whatever it might be. Like it's, you know, you understand it tonight in the moment, seeing him getting carried off uh, on a stretcher like that. How's he doing? What's the update? But once you know what it is, at that point they they have to focus on whoever is you know it's going to be Teddy whoever going to be named the starting quarterback what does the offense need to look like with Teddy as a starting quarterback how do we prepare for the New York Jets yeah yeah fortunately i've
3: i've only seen guys i guess it's fortunate not fortunate for those guys but i've never seen a guy down with that type of injury you know on my team i've seen it obviously we've all seen it on tv um but you see guys go down with you know with, with knees and things like that saw danny go down with the Achilles um and so, yes. Yeah, so at some point, you do have to not turn the page, but you have to refocus on what the, the, the task at hand. And you know, I the fact that the fact that Tua is on the plane tonight is one of the biggest things, best things I heard, considering what we saw. Yeah, you know, and that, that's 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 a really really good sign. And I'm sure that it's going to make a lot of his teammates feel better seeing him on that plane because we've seen situations where guys not just spend the night. Not just two nights. Some, yeah. some guys have spent multiple nights in a hospital, you know, on the road after getting hurt at a, at a you know, at a at a at a, at a, at a, at a game that you know on the road. We've seen guys that still haven't been released, and the fact that he was released is pretty incredible, man. And I think a lot of it too is the fact that the medical staff jumped on it right away. They got him to one of the best hospitals. Who who tweeted? Yeah, I uh, don't know who um, was. one of the somebody, um, Shazier. Shazier, Ryan Shazier said that you know that uh, the UC medical staff is a great staff, and I'm sure that they got everything taken care of uh, right away to make sure that Tua was stable enough to make a – not stable, in terms of like th- that the flight wouldn't affect him any more yeah. than what it was. So
4: How are we on time? Because I, I, I have another point I want to bring up since we're talking about people having to do their jobs. Go ahead. Okay, so it's a little bit of a pivot from what we're talking about. But there were two things, and, and this is more on the media side. Number one – there's a lot of discourse right now on social media and what have you about what should have been done, how should this have been handled, and and then there's other people saying, well, wait a minute, how are you now just because you have access to Twitter, uh, more of an expert than somebody who you know has a degree in in being being a doctor that focuses on brain matter, as as the coach said or what have you, and we're hearing a lot of questions. We heard a lot of questions for the head coach. We heard a lot of questions for Teddy Bridgewater, who finished as a starting quarterback, or not starting quarterback, but as as QB1, I guess, finished the game. Uh, I imagine there were other players that had to answer other questions about concussions and Tua and so on and so forth. You have to give credit to the beat writers. It is their job to ask these questions. I think if they are challenging people and they're challenging uh, their morals and their ethics, that's one thing. But if they're trying to gather information so they can report it accurately um, rather than just coming up with their own decisions or or their own thought process as to how something should have been handled, I, I give a lot of credit to those guys for doing their jobs, those guys and those women. I'm a little disappointed in Amazon. i got to tell you, Amazon, I, I've watched two games now on Thursday night. They do a great job. They put on a great – whatever that thing was where you guys were able to pull up those stats, that was incredible. I'm you know, i an old guy. I don't know how in the world they're tracking the routes, all the stats. Troy Drayton said, hey, call me. Check this out. What they're doing – so they, they're putting on – uh, a, a, that's a great experience if you have Amazon Prime and you actually can watch the darn game. It is a great experience. <laughs> but I did not need to see four, five, six, however no, many replays that uh, of Tua and the injury and his hands and the zooming in. We saw it live. If you replayed it once, I, I think at some point, you know, is it their responsibility? And you guys may feel differently. I don't know. I saw J.J. Watt tweeted, please stop playing the replay. I was disappointed that they continued to show it. Not just because I'm a Dolphins fan or what have you, but just if we care about players, put players first. We saw what happened. You can discuss it. You can show the injury from this week. You can talk about it. Have all the discourse. But do we need to continue to see him there? With the, you know, I think part of what made this so scary, guys, was the position that his hands were in, yeah, yeah, and, and and that was that was scary. How many times did they need to replay that? Yeah.
2: There was a similar one last year in the Chargers Chiefs game and a guy was down in the back of the end zone with his arms it's called the fe- fencing I think it was the term I saw the neurological response to you know a-, a head injury like that and same situation I don't get why they do it but they do it so I guess I guess that's the approach they take but um let's go ahead and take a break right there guys kind of heavy stuff we'll go on to the next segment here into the drive of the game Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, Dolphins 15, Bengals 27. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
0: You're listening to Dolphins Football on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk and Crowder are talking Dolphins.
2: AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Give your actions more traction in the all-new Kia Sportage X-Pro with multi-terrain all-wheel drive. With the right tools, anything is possible. It's tough to pick a drive of the game in a losing effort. We had a couple of options here, but let's go ahead and get to our Lexus drive of the game brought to you by the all-new Lexus RX. Never lose your edge in our most evolved model yet. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The Dolphins got back on top in the third quarter with a field goal drive punctuated by this long play to Tyreek Hill. Bridgewater out of the shotgun again. Host it remains the running back. Play action fake
4: back to throw. Teddy wants it all. Deep downfield. And it's caught by Tyree Kill. He's inside the five at the four-yard line. What a throwing catch.
3: What great concentration by Tyreek Hill to come down with that ball. Boy, once he saw that was one-on-one and no help, but that is great concentration. It went up in the air a second time. He came, comes down
2: with it. I think I really have two reactions and takeaways from that. Number one, you heard Joe Rose. They're getting excited about the concentration that Tyreek Hill has, and we, we talk about it every week, about how this guy is way more than just his speed, which obviously is his calling card, but he has so many tools in the tool bag, as it were. But also, six plays, 88 yards, guys, and it winds up bogging down... At the two-yard line, we go first and goal. Raheem Mostert, three-yard run. Raheem Mostert, no gain. Teddy Bridgewater, incomplete pass. Tyreek Hill. And then Jason Sanders comes on and gives the Dolphins a 15-14 to 14 lead with 2.43 to play in that third quarter. But it feels like that opportunity right there and the Chase Edmonds drop in the end zone in the first part of the game, it kind of seems like those eight points right there, guys, really could have made a big di- I mean, obviously it could have made a big difference. <laughs> yeah. But I, just, I keep on hanging on to that. Is kind of my go-to there. Yeah. yeah. Takeaway.
3: Yeah, it's it's a big opportunity loss right there. It really was, man. And, you know, we talked about our, you know, goal line defense and how how good it's been. But, I mean, that was a big time come up for those guys as well. Um, You know, even the the, the drop still led to before that, we still couldn't get in before the drop for Chase Edmonds. Also, you know, we get a first and goal in the five after that concentration catch by Tyreek Hill, and we still can't get in. So I think that in lies another thing we need to work on right there. You know, our our inside, you know, inside the 5, 10-yard line offense needs to be better. Can't settle for field goals. You know, you get down there, you make big plays, you got four or five opportunities to get in the end zone, got to get in the end zone. Um, we're better away from outside the red zone, it seems like, <laughs> with explosive like plays, but <laughs> we got to tighten it up when we get inside the 5, which is hard enough to do in, in itself. So – yeah, big time play right there from from Tyreek and the drive was was important but we we got to get more than 3 out of that situation and that's that's a big problem.
4: What do you think is the the issue there, Juice? Is that, I mean I mean the running game I think was we saw more plays out of the running game this game than we had seen in the previous 3, but it still wasn't enough in those big moments. And when they get down there if they become one dimensional, right? Cuz I mean it just right. seemed like they were running into a brick wall. I know there were a couple times where you felt that they're well, was it fifty-five there that just seemed like he was uncovered yeah. and, and was just in a position to make some big plays? And, and you know, and I think back to some of the touchdowns that they did have when they were when they were in goal-to-goal situations, and they were these phenomenal throws by Tua, and it's like you know that seems like it would be a hard way to make a living throughout an entire season to have to thread the needle every time you're down there and not be able to push the ball in the running game. Well, yeah, you
3: know, we had two runs in that right there. Run, run, and incomplete pass, and field goal when we were there, first and goal from the five. And
4: protection kind of broke down on that incomplete pass, exactly too, no? Exactly, it did. Exactly,
3: it did, man. And it's like, so, we, we want to run the rock. We definitely want to run the rock. And um, But are we better off spreading it out and you know and passing the rock in some situations i thought you know the, the run game even though the numbers don't really reflect it you know in terms of you know yards per carry or, or you know whatever i thought for the most part it wasn't wasn't too bad rushing wasn't too bad 22 carries for 84 85 yards almost 4 yards a carry you know and i i'll, I'll take that for the, you know for a game but at the same time you know when we get down there and we talked about this who do we have that can bruise it down in goal line situations, show you situations. We don't, week, Edmonds, we don't have that. We don't have that
2: Two touchdowns last week from Edmonds was a guy, but yeah, yeah. And,
3: we didn't, and that's some situation where you know we looked at some of the guys, but uh, that we let go that could be bruisers. We need some bruisers, and we'll figure it out.
2: It's always nice to have a versatile backfield. Obviously, Raheem and Chase have all the speed in the world, but like you mentioned, could always be valuable to have a guy that can push the pile in those short yard situations. That was your Lexus drive of the game brought to you by the all-new Lexus RX. Never lose your edge in our most evolved model yet. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Dolphins post game also driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network
0: Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network.
1: Tomorrow afternoon, Hawk
2: and Crowder are talking Dolphins. AM 560 Sports, WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here for live NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster has a wide selection of tickets So you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And since the Dolphins aren't playing on Sunday this week, let's go ahead and fire up the music. We typically do scores around the league in this segment because it's a Thursday night and no one has played a game yet. We're going to look ahead at the schedule. And it's a busy slate and we have a full day of NFL action on Sunday, guys, because the Vikings and Saints will kick it off. Is that primetime in the AM? I know it's the only game on TV. Do you call that that (laughs) primetime? I I
4: thought they called it drive time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is drive time if you're going to church, I guess. Yeah. That's the London game over there, overseas. Uh, what games to add to you guys here? I have one in particular I'm looking forward to, especially, you know, given the fact that we're chasing them in the division, or I guess they're chasing us, but Baltimore and Buffalo. Juice, what do you think about that game? That's
3: a huge one. That really is. A, that's a big game right there. You know, two teams that we've already beaten in the conference, uh, which is very important. Of course, beating, uh, you know, Buffalo within our division is very important. Um, so, for us, we've got to be rooting for Baltimore in this Go game. Go Ravens! Go Ravens! <laughs> big time at home to beat up on the on the Buffalo Bills, and, and uh, that's a that's a that's a huge game. It's gonna be fun. That's gonna be a fun one to watch as well.
2: Any games on here you like, Big Seth? I know it's uh, maybe it's a Sunday off for you. I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. you're watching. The I games. mean, it's definitely a Sunday off for me, but
4: yeah, I'm you know I want to see what the other teams in the division do. So uh, you know, definitely that Buffalo Baltimore is is the premier game, but you know, let's see what the Packers uh, can they can they topple uh, New England. You know, it would be great to see everybody else in the division take it L as well and not That'd have to lose any ground. That'd, That'd be, be Brian Boyer
2: quarterback for the Patriots as well as Mac Jones. They're they're being coy about the ankle injury. Although I, I thought earlier I saw something like four games I October. Talking about possibly playing him, who knows what the hell's going on uh, in New England? Well, he looked pretty hurt there, yeah. not that me? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so I kind of hope he does play because then you look at the reaction he had. And it's like, Mac, come on, let's, let's go, buddy. He's not, <laughs> you're not Paul Pierce here, getting, getting taken off on the on the wheelchair, then coming back and playing the fourth quarter of the same game. God, NBA Texas. guys, <laughs> it's something else. Oh. Uh, a couple of other games I'm looking forward to: Eagles and Jags is a good one. You know, Juice mentioned this, and I kind of forgot about. It. They're the only unbeaten team in the NFL right now, right. and the Doug, Pet- uh, Doug Peterson revenge game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is a fun one. Also in the AFC South, Titans and Colts. I don't know if you guys pay much attention to that kind of – it's not a popular rivalry, but it's a good one in my opinion. There's always some good hitting in that game, and they always kind of get a little bit chippy as well. And then, guys, the primetime game, Chiefs at Bucks. I, I hope it's in Tampa. I think, I think, it's, yeah, a, it's yeah, I think it is. Be, I, sure, yeah. yeah. That's good to hear. I might, um, I
3: might make a trip up there for that. I was. They were talking really? for yeah.
2: a minute about possibly bringing it down here. I was like, I'm going back. That's yeah, I was name. going.
3: I, I called the Dolphins. See, you know, they said we'll it, was, right. it was probably gonna be a closed game though if it was here. Whatever that means. You know, so nobody like, can. But go well, you're slot. gonna go north. You I call, call Mike Panik. Tam- Tam-
2: I might go to Tampa. All right, Northwest. What, what do you mean closed game? Like they wouldn't let anybody in? Correct. Really? That would be strange. I remember there was one year. Might have been right after you retired, Juice. We had a game that was supposed to be against San Diego. Oh, I can tell you a story about that tell one. I was the advance man. Let
4: me know. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we, woke, up, we woke up, walked out of the – I say we. Smoke I woke you. up, walked out of the hotel. These guys are getting ready to go on the charter. I'm already in San Diego, and it smelled like the Everglades were burning. Yeah. And we were a long <laughs> way from the Everglades, and, they, you know, they had the fires there. And I was on the phone with the league and on the phone with the Dolphins, and these guys were in the air, and they're flying over. And this was supposed to be Junior Seau's return to San Diego, his first game back as a – you know, not as a Charger. And uh, they were debating on where they're going to keep the game, where were they going to move it. And so they land, our team lands, I jump on the plane with them, and then we fly to Arizona. Right? We land and I, I, did they, we go to a hotel. They, I think, refueled the plane or what have you. We go to Arizona. You start, you know, all the, the, the uh, um, shenanigans that we saw at the University of Cincinnati today. We went and played that game. Was that uh, at Arizona State? Arizona, Arizona, Arizona State, State. yeah. And they opened that up for free for the college students, (laughs) right? (laughs) And
3: that was was a circus. Yeah, and you know how hard it is to do something like that, man. Because honestly, you know, look, the equipment trucks, especially on West Coast trips, they take off way ahead of time. You know, so if you're already, you should be almost there by the time the team's about to land. Then you got to go leave, you know, California and head to Arizona as a. It's it's a lot of logistical stuff that's a nightmare a lot of times. It's unbelievable. Time. I hope you didn't crazy. unpack the truck because No, nah, I wouldn't think so. They they don't usually beat it cuz <laughs> I think Bo Bo Camper on our last podcast told a story about the equipment truck <laughs> <Right>. breaking down. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Why, you didn't anticipate that coming, right, right?
4: Well, I don't think they were going to unload without Tony, right? You know, so right. That, that that would have been uh, not fun for those guys. But yeah, I mean, it was quite a tall order for for our team. San Diego all of a sudden loses a home game, and uh, you know, and then the league had to make those decisions. And and obviously, you got to do what's best for the health of the players. How can you hold a game? Where can you hold the game? Are you going to have fans? Are you not going to have fans? So it was uh, it was fascinating. It was definitely a learning experience for me, and and it was a circus like. Atmosphere, college kids <laughs> doing they they, they they had lost their damn minds in the stands. There. Well, you
3: seem like the the, the waste was like manage- Woodstock.
4: <laughs> you seem like the waste management
3: open over there in that yeah, area and exactly Phoenix that. As well. Yeah, it's like they're out of control over there. It that's, was wild. Phoenix is a uh, Scottsdale area, it's a great place.
2: Well, you, you're you pretty close with Rob Gronkowski. Isn't that why he chose Arizona, to go to the party school?
4: Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's why he chose it, but I'm sure that uh, if, it, if it wasn't a party school
2: when he got there, it sure as heck was when he left. <laughs> he's talked about that a lot. He's Oh, man, what a character. He's, he's, he's great. Still does not have the angle, but he is still great. Uh, the, the last game I think that got moved was a primetime game with the – I think it was the 49ers played in Cardinal Stadium. was the most recent one a couple of years back against the Buffalo Bills. And that's my final pick of the week is the, the primetime game on Monday night, Rams and Niners, mainly because every Niners loss we see this year makes our draft pick go up a little there bit. So go. looking at that game on go. Monday night, a good rivalry, the NFC Championship re, uh What's the word I'm looking for? It's late, guys. The rematch. Rematch. Rematch is a good word. That's a word in the the language we speak. So that's what I'm looking forward to this week. Week four in the National Football League. We'll come back on the other side and get to the uh, podcast network and what's coming up next. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying down your way, you've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Cincinnati, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show brought to you by the Palm Beaches.
0: This is the official Miami Dolphins Radio
3: Network, where Dolphins fans live.
0: The Porpoise Pod, the newest Miami Dolphins podcast, hosted by Tobin and Solana. Listen for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We're with you for one more segment here on the fifth quarter overtime show. But before that, let's go ahead and pause 15 seconds so our stations can ID themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network.
0: WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKISHD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins, powered by Anna Jar and Levine accident attorneys. Call 1 800 7473. That's 1 800 747 3733.
2: Unbeatable fans like you deserve unbeatable mileage, so next time you fill up, choose Chevron with Techron. Find a station near you on the Chevron app. And there was a couple of notes I put in here before all the press conferences started, and this happens every week on the show where things get bumped to the back. But I want to make a quick mention, Juice mentioned it earlier, the running game, but really the offensive line, because I want to give some flowers here at 1.15 in the morning, which is just so fitting for an offensive lineman, (laughs) to Connor Williams and Teron Armstead, because both of those guys right now through four games, and we got a chance to watch... To me, the viewing experience tonight was the best we've had because of the multiple screens and the all 22 and going back. But through three games of tape and now one game live with some all 22, Connor Williams and Teron Armstead are both playing at an all pro level through four games, guys. That was
3: fun to watch. It really is, man. And it's amazing that you've got, you know, two fifths that are really solid. Um, and doing some things, but we got some guys that have to step it up because it only sure. takes one. You're only as good as your weakest link on the offensive line, and when you got these leaks, and you got guys running free, and you got a guy that you know that's untouched at linebacker position, getting our guys in the backfield or tackle for loss or tackle for zero gain, you know, we've got to we've got to get guys off of guys, you know, in terms of getting off blocks or getting off to getting to the next level. We're not getting to the next level yeah. enough uh, in these situations because we've got such home run hitters. Look, these teams are playing cover two. We talked about it. They're playing cover two, some form of cover two, Tampa two, two two-man, regular two. They're daring us to run the ball, you know, but those guys actually went out there and they were doing their job and getting things done, but we all have to get it done because we should be able to run in these situations with the backs that we have. And some of the some of the linemen that we do have out there,
2: I, I do think it'll continue to get better because there is so much that McDaniel does in the running game, and that was his job for the Niners for a few years. There, he would mm-hmm. lock himself in a closet and, and game plan for three days just in the running game. You have you know guards pulling out against the uh, you know it's basically a bunch of missed keys for the linebackers, juice to get those guys flowing the wrong way. But that the pass protection I think has been pretty good on the offensive line. Well,
4: that's what I was going to say. Yeah. We can't ignore the pass pro. I right. mean, that you know, listen. What has the pass pro been like for the last decade here? And it didn't matter how many number one draft picks they had on the offensive line, whatever it was, we saw guys getting the snot knocked out of them. There was one sack today. And granted, we know what the result of that sack was. Truth be told, and I, I, this is, I hope this doesn't come out the wrong way because I'm not blaming Tua for getting hurt, but, you know, I can't wait for you to watch the All-22 and see what happened there. Was there an opportunity for him to get rid of that ball sooner? I don't know. It seemed like he held it for a long time. Clearly his first read wasn't there. He went the other way and held on to it for a little bit. And, it and, seemed and, like he went back into danger.
3: It, it, yeah. he really should have you know stayed out where he was but you know what Hindsight's 20 2020 you know for if he sure does, if he does make that play and makes a big throw somewhere then we you know but yeah
4: yeah and I'm just analyzing the yeah. play not right. the result of the right. play right. but if we're talking about the offensive line right. and, and their pass protection I mean you talk about clean pockets and giving whether it was Tua whether it was Teddy an opportunity to get the rock there to the to the playmakers I think those guys have really stepped up
2: yeah it's been a big time function and that's that's part of the reason why you can take those deep shots we saw in this game because that pass protection so those guys i think rob hunt's playing really well and then obviously you replace austin jackson at right tackle hopefully he comes back here sooner than later hopefully we get byron jones back in the secondary too hopefully these 10 days off can get this team a little bit healthier here heading into the second quarter of the season finishing up the first quarter at three and one drive time recap later for you guys this morning (laughs) sounds weird to say that we'll have the all 22 you you gotta get busy tonight you got i got got more more to do do tonight yeah it's it's and my wife flies out tomorrow night so it's going to be a long week so you're going
4: home to record a podcast
2: a podcast, yeah.
4: Yeah, I want to make sure a podcast, yes. <laughs> it's pride. It pride. It's one eighteen in the morning. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry I haven't been as flawless as you have been all night here at Wingfield. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I want to call it a prodcast because that's what we're <laughs> going to call it. But, so, I, well, you know what? I was about to get here and tell people to give you your flowers and celebrate the fact that not only did you watch this game, not only did you, you know, are you sitting here driving this show, but you're going to go home and record a podcast. But, damn it, you know, whatever. I don't care. Go to sleep, folks. I <laughs> sure. don't care if you listen. Drive time or
2: not. I <laughs> learned <laughs> my lesson though. Don't 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 diss Seth he's about to give you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that's why I hate primetime games. Just letting you guys know it's it's a long, long night. We'll have the all twenty two recap sometime this weekend. Kind of depends on when uh, when that comes back. But then back on next Tuesday, I think is my schedule, and then a regular uh, Jets preview week from there. So you guys alluded to Kim Camp. We have two minutes left. Uh, he was in the tank last week. What's coming up this week on the fish tank, Big Seth? A quarterback, quarterback. Sage
3: Rosenfels is coming up this week, man. It's going to be great. Now, Sage has some, some great stuff, and uh, it was fun to talk about this relationship with Mike McDaniel from back in the day. Um, just in general, the, the backup quarterback role was a lot of fun. And uh, Sage brought it, man. You know, Sage is really, really, really busy on social media and, you know, and, and talking football and talking a lot of different things. And, uh, it, you know, we see why the quarterbacks are the smartest guys, man. He showed his in- <laughs> intellect as well, man. So fun stuff with Sage.
2: He's great on social. He's fun to follow on Twitter. And He's he has a fun, some good, some fun follow.
3: And- very good follow.
4: Sharp guy, great storytelling. And, you know, for those who don't know it, you just, oh, Sage Rosenfels. Wasn't he here as a backup quarterback? When Sage left Miami, he spent three years in Houston, and his offensive quality control coach was a guy by the name of Mike I McDaniel. You know, his, his receiver coach and ultimately offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. So, you want to get some great insight on this offense and why Sage thinks we will continue to see this team, team guys wide open, take advantage even of your best players. He talked about how in Houston, Andre Johnson was what? How is the best player on the field wide open? Yeah. It was a combination of a real talented guy and some very talented coaches. And so, some some great insight from Sage there.
2: And that was actually that's a good way to end the po- the almost had po- almost had <laughs> podcast. Good way to end the Ray Radio show here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> it's 1:20 in the morning guys. Uh was that, you know, I lost my my train of thought there too. So we're going to just go well ahead and close it up. Yeah, just yeah, the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, prior to that Baltimore game uh, a couple weeks ago, Sage was the author of the largest fourth quarter comeback of the organization's uh, back in 2005 yeah. against the Buffalo Bills 3 touchdown comeback in that one. So there's some Yeah, we
3: had a great cha- Yeah, we got a great chance to talk about that.
2: Perfect. I look forward to it. Yes, my sir. my point that was I was gonna make was this offense makes you defend every blade of grass and the Chase Edmonds drop in the back of the end zone signified that, but mm. let's get the heck out of here. Mm. Antenna's up game. Why you, on. Why, why'd you end it like that, man? Because I'm tired, I want to go home. Damn it. <laughs> Guy scored three touchdowns in the last two games, but it's the one he didn't make that we're focusing on. Exactly. That's how it goes, man. That's what happens when you lose a game. Antennas up, game on. Score your favorite game and shows for free. Visit the org to learn all about the free programming waiting for you, including Dolphins games. That's freetvproject.org. Thanks to Kim Camper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo, our executive producers and booth producer. Today was Alejandro Solana. Our studio producers... Jimmy Garcia, Trevor Harris, and Daniel Garcia. Is that right, guys? We good, we good on that? Okay, good. Our, ra- our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray. For O.J. McDuffie and Seth Levitt. I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, Bengals 27, Dolphins 15. Dolphins football returns October 9th. Miami's going to be in the Meadowlands to face the New York Jets for the MetLife takeover. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches.